Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. another week Aussie Tech Eds. How are you? My name's Glenn and tonight, well this week in fact, we are going to bring you the latest tech news that has that has attracted our attention and I'm joined here tonight by two of the very most beautiful tech hosts in Australia. Let's start off with uh, Jason. How are you, uh, Jason? Why, thank you, sir. Do you like that We've one? increased our number since last week. <laughs> <laughs> we have, yes. Uh, how's your week been, Jace? Been good? I've uh, been getting over a terrible flu and I think oh, I'm right. mostly through it now. So I just, just to have an extra day off work, you burnt the building down. Oh, that's well, right. Well, that was one. <laughs> and my photo got onto ABC News. Oh, really? Your actual photo that you yeah. took? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I took a, took a photo of the crane on fire and, well, some of the smoke from it and put it on Twitter. And one of my friends on Facebook said, oh, um, we saw your photo on the ABC News. They're talking about uh, social media and how they react to emergency situations and stuff like that. And he's like, "You were there, man." So how 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 did the ABC end up with your photo? They just um, scab it off Twitter. I, yeah, I tweeted out with hashtag Barangaroo, which was the name okay. of the area that was on fire. And yeah. they just do a scan for trying to find people talking about Barangaroo in the fire, and then they just grab the photos out of there. Uh, nice work, nice work. And another interruption you just heard through me talking to Jace was Will. <laughs> Hello, Will. How are you going? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm drunk, <laughs> not you. <laughs> so, so you're back, Will. Your background's a bit wonky. Not the is sponsored by Wild Turkey, just so you know. Oh, okay, good. Well, how come I haven't got any? <laughs> they can't, they uh, can't sorry, be that good of a sponsor. To, you have to come say good day, and you can have some. Can I just reach through the webcam and grab some there? The technology. <laughs> Wouldn't of the that be good? And just in case, Turkey, if, if you don't like Turkey, I also have um, Wild Turkey Wild Spice, Wild Turkey 151, Wild Turkey American Honey. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah. Jesus. So Anyone like... think he likes Wild Turkey or something? <laughs> John Laws has really I'm got to you, hasn't he? Sponsorship. Johnny's got to you, hasn't he? You, you, you've fallen for his, <laughs> for his uh, advertising. All right, his, Will, it's, his... it's good to see you back, Will. Uh, you've been putting in some long hours and, at work. And your front as well. Yeah, as well, that's right. Yeah, well, you, you very rarely see my back. I mean, but, uh, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's like Dickie and me. Um, it's <laughs> been busy at work. It's been pretty flat out. And uh, so yeah, I was actually quite lucky to get here again tonight. I thought I was going to have to skip out again, but I, I got here and, uh, yeah, it's all good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, as you know, each week the uh, this uh, show is brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. And look, important announcement, I will, this week, because uh, probably in about seven days' time, the servers are actually physically being moved from location to location. So uh, so there will be a bit of downtime, but it's going to be at night 
so there's nothing to worry about. Uh, so if, if anything goes wrong the next day when that when it all gets powered back up, uh, <laughs> just send me an email. Or if you've got hosting with us, you would have got an email from me and uh, you would have had my phone number. So if anything goes wrong, please give me a ring. But everything, look, you won't even notice any difference. It'll just come back up. It'll be sweet. Sweet as it's rock solid, rock solid. And uh, this just means that it's going to be uh, more of a rock solid base to uh, serve the web from. So, okay, so we got to understand that. adhwebhosting.com.au from $5.95 per month. It's great. Great at double the price. Okay. Now, uh, where are we going to start? I think... uh, they're moving the uh, servers the day after my birthday. Oh, well, there you go. Well, so so we're not going to see you before your birthday. Well, happy birthday then. Yeah. Good Because you'll see me um, next week. Yes. Whenever that will and be. the day after. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the 20th, the 20th will be here and then 21st of my birthday and the 22nd it's moving. All right. Well, there you go. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's start off with what else are we going to do? Um, well, so we gets pretty stuck now, don't we? Without Shane doing his thing, <laughs> we don't. We have no intro anymore, man. No, we don't know where we are. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's go. Will's good for some um, talk. <laughs> yeah, gee, thanks. That's, He's that's good great. At yeah, you, you can ad libbing. That's the that's the uh, politically correct ver- verse, isn't it? Ad lib. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, please, Mister Lib, give us some ab. <laughs> what do you, you so, Yeah, so. The last couple of weeks, um, since I have not been here, I had a problem with my Note 2. As a lot of you guys know, I cracked the screen the very first day I got it. And over time, obviously, it's been 12 months. It's got moisture in it. It's starting to play up. Every time it gets hot, it... Well, not hot. Every time like it gets hot from holding moisture, sweat, that sort of thing, it kind <laughs> of breaks. Um, so... I said to Telstra, hey, this isn't very cool. I'm paying for a phone I can't use. They went, yep, no worries. 55 bucks. You can pay the phone out. Stay on your existing plan. We'll give you a Note 3 and a Galaxy Gear Watch for the same, for actually $10 less than I was paying for my Note 2. So that's all right. That's good. So the Note, the Note 3, in terms of using the screen, I can't believe how clear the screen is. Um, it's... The screen's just fractionally bigger than the other one. The battery is a lot bigger. Basically, that whole back section is battery. Um, this has the white, the cableless charging. You just sit it on a charging dock when you get home, and it charges. How, how does that work, um, Will? How does that work? Well, basically, it uses it uses RF induction. So if I take the back off, if I take the back off, magnets. How do they um, work? You'll see oh. on the back where the for those who are watching on the the podcast on the back of the phone, you can see three metal prongs. Um, next to the battery there. And what they do is they attach into the case. There's three plates on the case. And um, it basically, literally just when you put this on the charging pad, the RF power transfers through the thickness of that case and um, charges the phone. It gets excited. So Good. Does it it take long? Does it take long? About the same amount of time. Well, it charges overnight. I don't know. I haven't timed it. I mean, it still charges by the time I, I get up in the morning. So... Um, even with I've got a rugged case coming for this a robust waterproof dustproof thing and they reckon even through that it um, it charges hopefully um, it won't crack the screen again yeah well that's the idea it's it's basically this is even more like the other one was fairly close this one is the edge is the glass there is no bezel um, it's got some pretty neat stuff that I haven't figured out like it's got ice it watches your eyes and it tells where you are and if you're reading and you get to the bottom of the text, it scrolls the text up. Yeah, that's wild, isn't um, it? That is wild. Yeah. That's wild. It's got uh, faux leather back on it there. Um, How many the gigabytes? 
uh, 32, I believe, and I've got a 64 gig card in it. It's a 12 megapixel camera. They're about quad core 2.4 or something processor. Yeah, it's right. insane. Um, it really is. You can actually split screen two games like Angry Birds and Flappy. something else. You can <laughs> split screen two games and it will play them both at full speed. Um, the watch, the gear is brilliant. Um, so great. You got the, obviously the text messages and stuff come to you. So they come, they display up there. If you want to, you can, say you've got your phone in your pocket, for example. That's a clear screen it's got out, there. Yeah. Hey? It's a clear screen on the watch. Oh, it's it's really, really clean. Um, as you take your phone out of your pocket, it goes, oh, the phone's moving now. He wants that text message on his phone. So it transfers the text message across to where you're reading it at onto mm. your phone. <laughs> mm, wow. Um, so there's a couple it's of, got a two, mega, couple two of, megapixel camera. A couple of uh, that, features that Apple aspire to next release, you reckon? <laughs> it's got First a two player. megapixel camera that is so clear. It's really amazing. Um, and by default, it'll only record 15 seconds and then it'll put it across onto the phone. Oh, so, but there's an app just, you can just get sorry, just that sorry, actually Will. streams. Just sorry, just for the benefit of the audio guys, Will's just show me this watch. The camera is on the side of the, it's on the band. How is that? Yeah. How's yeah. that for a spy camera? So when you're, Hey? When you're when you're wearing it, it's you know facing dun, 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 facing out that way. So you hold your wrist that way, and yeah. it faces wherever your wrist is. So you, of so, course you could flick you could flick the watch around and have it that way as well. Yeah. Um, People might talk if well, you did that. The, the speaker's there on the band. Yeah, so right. when you're driving in the car and you got your hand on the steering wheel, that speaker is facing directly towards you. So it's super clear. It's louder than the phone. Yeah, is this, um, how's the S voice? How's the S voice go through it? I haven't finished setting it up yet. The couple of tests I've done seem to be really good. I haven't really played with that yet. Um, it's the other thing that, as I said, you can use actual streaming, so you can record from there and it will stream to the memory on your phone at 1080p. <laughs> wow. So you can use this as a very portable camera instead of having to lug that around. You can even record with both of them at the same time. So you can have this set up on one side of the room. And you can be wearing this one, and you, you can record the same video from two different angles with two different audio tracks at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Now, tell me, is it is it only <coughs> compatible with Samsungs, or is it? No, it it will work. Being um, just a generic Bluetooth device, hmm. it will work with any phone. It's designed specifically to work with the Note Three. A lot of the features will only work with the Note Three and the Galaxy Four, whatever it is. Um, but it does. I've tried it on my Note 2. It works on the Note 2 as well. Um, yep. Not everything, but some things do. The call part of it does. Um, the phone book, the messaging, that sort of stuff does. Mm. Um, the other thing that's really cool, to set it up, there's none of this having to install drivers or stuff onto your phone or download apps because they've both got the, uh, the NFC in them. So you just back-to-back them and it goes, oh, <laughs> you've got one of those. Hey, let me just set that up for you. Nice, nice. <laughs> so it sounds pretty good. Uh, so how disadvantaged am I then? Will you, I know, lay it on thick. How disadvantaged am I having an iPhone? Can I can I use it with this thing? I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm, I mean, as I said, I would imagine the phone book would, would work because that's just a standard Bluetooth yeah, headset. Transfer thing. Yeah. Um, as to what other features will work, being Apple, I doubt <laughs> anything. Um, just because they won't bother to write the software to integrate into it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it's you like given it. given what it what it is and the hype that was around it. I think, and it's fairly well priced. You can go and buy it outright for 180 bucks mm. um, on its own if you've already got a fairly new um, Samsung phone. And it's if you want to watch, that's more than just a watch. But if you want to watch, that's a calendar and everything. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about it, when you hook a Bluetooth headset up, like an earpiece, like a jawbone or something like that, it connects to this, and then this connects to the phone. So this monitors all your calls and all your communications to your phone. So you don't connect your phone, don't connect your Bluetooth headset to your phone. You connect it to the watch. Oh, very get smart. Um, very get smart. So, I was just having yeah. a quick look, and there's some guys on one of the Android forums managed to get it paired in the speakerphone working, but no notifications or caller ID on the iPhone yet. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. They're working oh, yeah. on it. Working on it. There'll be yeah. an, there'll be an iWatch out soon enough. So, uh, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I, I only I only ask you to uh, give it to me for the uh, about the iPhone world because I think I got another Android virus story here somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's okay. Just joking. <laughs> All right, so thanks for that. That looked like pretty good. You got a good deal there from Telstra. So, uh, yeah, the watch. Yeah, and I can't believe it. As I said, like I was on $100 a month on the previous plan, which was the Note 2 plus $500 worth of calls or something plus 2 gig of data was 100 bucks a month. Mm. Um, this one is 90 bucks a month. I get the phone, uh, $900 worth of calls, unlimited texts, and 4 gig of data for the same pro- for $10 less and, and the watch yeah, for $10 nice. less. Nice work, Will. And then it cost me 50 bucks to pay out. So you can't go wrong with that. You, can, you definitely can't go wrong with that. All Even right. though I hate Telstra, don't get me wrong, I still don't like Telstra. <laughs> oh, we got you, but you missed that part, Will. We cut that one. <laughs> oh, sure. I still hate Telstra. <laughs> I tell you what, if actually, if I had the choice again, um, if I wasn't actually under contract on the plan, I would go with Vodafone now because mm. they're giving you the phone, the watch. Um, and six or eight gig of data for Jeez. 75 bucks a month. That'd yeah. be all right if you've got any signal. Yeah, well, that's true. In the CBD, it's actually pretty good now. A friend of mine's got Vodafone and they get their, their internet speed is actually faster than mine in the city. He's probably the only oh. one on it. That's the problem. All right, let's, <laughs> uh, let's uh, keep it going and we'll go. We'll uh, do oh, we'll, we'll do one of these things, eh? Uh, we'll do one of these things. When it comes on, is it going to work or not? Go. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Do you listen to us, uh, or do you live actually out in regional Australia? Well, a lucky doodars, because you can pick us up on the Phase FM uh, radio, and that's uh, when are, when are we on on the Aussie Tech Heads? We're on ten o'clock Victorian time Saturday mornings. Phase FM. Go to phasefm.com.au. P H A Z E FM.com.au. You can look up the the timetable. You can look up when we're on and check out all the rest of the shows that are on the network as well. So, uh, happy birthday to you if you live in regional Australia. All right, now there's a birthday. There's speaking of birthdays, something else is having a birthday. Warlock. What is? What, who, <gasps> who else is having a birthday around here? The internet. Oh, the internet. How old? Yeah. Twenty five years. Can you believe it? No, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, but what do they care? They, they classic matters from the very first HE that didn't get sent properly, or well, <laughs> yes, you, you, Tim Lee. you're pretty, you're pretty on the money there, Will, because I looked up, a, I typed into the Google Internet birthday, and I found about five different dates. <laughs> you mm. know when it when it was done. Yeah. 
But, is uh, it the conception? Is it their first HE that didn't send properly? Is it the hello that did send? Is it the first military application? Is it the first public sector yeah, use? This is, <laughs> no, this is, this is the uh, World Wide Web part of the internet. Yeah. Ah. That was the first squirt of internet information through the uh, through the pipes. But uh, sorry, Warlock, uh, keep going. Anything else to mention? Well, the World Wide Web, which celebrates its 25th anniversary on Wednesday, has undoubtedly ushered in massive innovation in its quarter-life existence. But what's surprised its uh, inventor Tim Berners-Lee most is users' fascination with kittens. <laughs> yeah. Berners-Lee, he's obviously been to Reddit. And Berners-Lee participated in the Q&A, also known as an AMA, on popular message board site Reddit this afternoon. When asked what major reason people use the internet for, he wasn't expecting his answer was simply kittens. But his answers weren't all jovial. He provided fascinating insight into the state of the online world, noting he is both concerned and excited about its future. He also shared his perspective on Edward Snowden, saying the whistleblower may be all that saves society. Because he had no other alternative, engaged as a journalist with a journalist to be careful of how he, of what, how what was released and provide an important net overall benefit to the world, I think he should be protected and we should have ways of protecting people like him, he wrote, because we, can't, we can try to design perfect systems of government and they'll never be perfect, but when they fail, then the whistleblower may be all that saves society. Mm. Berners-Lee also teased a few alternative names he considered other than the World Wide Web, including Mine of Information, the Information Mine, and The Mesh. Oh, the me- oh, don't talk to me about The Mesh. That sounds like but- it should be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Mesh. Now, look, I've got a little... Sorry, <laughs> I got a little... You know actually funny about him? He said, I remember watching an interview with him years ago, and he said, if he had have known that people insist on typing HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www... I would never have invented it. It's the stupidest thing. You're not supposed to type it. You're not supposed to know it's there. <laughs> no, we don't even have to type yeah, w- www. was the worst uh, prefix that he could have come up with. And he yeah. said he would have come up with something else. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's there. You don't even have to type the Ws anymore. But uh, Not anymore. No. Not but, if know, the server's configured properly. <laughs> I'll give you, I've got some more, just some more information uh, just to, for, to tack onto that. Uh, it, the 25th birthday, March 12th, 1989. Uh, and he wrote, he, he sent it, he put a post up on the Google site or some, somewhere up there, Google somewhere. And he's put, uh, I distributed a proposal to improve information flows, a web of notes with links between them. Though CERN as a physics lab couldn't justify such general software project, my boss, Mike Sendal, allowed me to work on it on the side. In 1990, I was the first browser and editor. In 19, oh, in, sorry, I wrote the first browser and editor in 1993. And much after much urging, CERN declared that WWW technology would be available to all without paying royalties forever. Now, here's a picture for those on the video. <laughs> Chase sent in this picture, <laughs> and I'm guessing that that's Bernard Lee. And yeah. uh, now, and, uh, apparently, the first uh, web server was running on uh, a Next computer from uh, Steve Jobs' Next company. Yeah, right. Now, for those who, who can't see the picture, there's a Berners Lee up in front of a uh, uh, what do you call those podium, thing? podium things, and a lectern, or whatever they call them. And he's got his arms stretched out, as in almost to a, a big wide letter Y. Now, when I saw this photo, I just thought that this is the only thing in his life that he's done. And it reminded me back to George on Seinfeld, you know, when he cracks the jokes and he's going, that's it. I'm going to get out of here after I crack a joke. And it goes down well. And he just goes, that's what this photo looks like. He goes, yes, I created the internet. 
yes, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> see you next life. <laughs> but look, I thought while we're while we're talking about the internet and that, look, I did. Uh, I, I brought up the Wayback Machine. Now you might remember, or you might not know about the Wayback Machine, but you can yep. you can find it at archive.org forward slash web. And what you do it is from uh, Peeman and Sherbody. That's it. Yeah. Sherman and Peabody. <laughs> Sher- Sherman, yeah, the dog and the person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Rocky and Bullwinkle. So um, from that show, yeah. all the youngsters they don't know where mm. Peabody and Sherman. They had come a way from back. They had a way back machine where they went back in time and visited all different famous people from the past. They did. They do know them because they're actually making a movie that's due to be released later this year. I know it's yep. crazy. Now look, I thought we'd have a look at some sites. So guys, just pick, give us a site that you want to have a look a look at. There's uh, there's obviously. Yeah. Got a, he's a bit old. Yahoo.com. Let's have a look. So what do you do with this Wayback Machine? You type in whatever it is. And uh, then it goes and gets it. Now, and you break it. Yeah, now you go back to 1995 it started. 1996 is the first recording here. But look at it on the Wayback Machine. So you click on 1996. You look for a little blue dot. There we go. Let's have a look and see what Yahoo looked like. Oh, there you go. Pretty boring. Actually, exactly the same as it looks yeah. now. <laughs> boring. There's well, nothing changed. No, not really. Oh, it hasn't been hacked yet. That's that's. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah, it's not enough users on it to hack it yet. There's a couple more pictures on it now. That's about the only difference. Yeah, a couple of ads and stuff. Let's have that a look. Was at, when they were going to start making money. Let's have a look at Microsoft.com. Now, guys, on the audio, I know this is riveting, Whoa. but uh, you can do this yourself when you when you get home. And all, also 96. Oh, while, while you're listening, you can do it. Let's have a look at Microsoft. Yeah, she's pretty uh, pretty basic Same there. as it looks now. Best experience <laughs> with Internet Explorer. <laughs> and, and as usual, the graphics still don't load. Yeah, yeah best use, yeah. Microsoft recommends Internet Explorer probably one <laughs> or something like that. Let's, one more. Let's have a look at one more. Let's have a Apple. look at Apple. Why not? Apple. We'll do the big ones. I was going to say Google's easy because the Google hasn't really changed. No. 96. Here we go. Apple 96 before the iPhone. I'm beginning to start to think that uh, Wayback Machine was started in 96 because that's where everything started. <laughs> no, yeah, I, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it could have been too. Here you go. What's Apple? That's nice and plain New as well. Powerbook family. There's no, Apple, side of the day. No mention of the yeah, iPhone what, in 28.8. <laughs> Where's it the say that? Oh, yes. Telecom adapter kit increasing modem speeds to 28.8. And adding, oh, and adding enhancements for easier faxing, phoning, and personal business management. Oh, are they serious? <laughs> faxing? What's, what's fax? And, and combining, yeah. combining with... Just for a, those who don't know, a fax machine is that thing that sits on the desk and squeals at you. <laughs> the, uh, the MacBook Macintosh PowerBook 1400 series combining 117 megahertz power PC with a removable CD ROM drive. The color laser. I actually had one of those, believe it or not. It was actually a really good little workhorse for the time. Nice, nice. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it's monochrome. Monochrome. um, I think it was actually an LCD screen, like the liquid crystal one that um, had like one update an hour. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Because you'd type a line of text and you'd press enter. And the line would go. <laughs> yes. Next line. <laughs> you can actually go to these pages, and you can actually do some linking within the Wayback Machine as well. So it's not too bad. I, I, oh, there's the coloured Apple logo. Yeah. Look, oh, the old Apple logo reminds me of Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> look, if you if you haven't heard of the Wayback Machine, but uh, and I'm look, I, I suppose and, most people have, but go and have a look at it. 
I found a very interesting use for it, actually. I actually had sites on GeoCity, and I couldn't remember my password to them, but I did find them on the Wayback Machine. Now I've got a copy of the websites I used to manage on GeoCities. Oh, maybe you could find your, um, your, your Bitcoin wallet, Will. I'm hopeless with money. I've lost my FPOS card today. I only just got it on Friday. Oh, no. You're going to have to somehow put it in, make it into a watch or something. Well, I was just saying to somebody the other day how with the new phone, it supports the swipe. You can actually, it sets, you can copy your card onto your phone and use it. And I should do that in case I lose my phone on my, on my card, but guess what? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I hope you find your card. hope you find your wallet. And um, I hope you, uh, yeah, go back on the Wayback Machine, everyone. It's, uh, it's great for a bit of a look back in history for the internet. So happy birthday, Interweb. However old you may be, by who, who's ever calendar we may be counting on. <laughs> All right. That's the end of that one. <laughs> what was the name of your site? Oh. The name hey, of what? Mr. What? D, what was the name of your site? Uh, one was, it's hard to find because one, it used to be Magic Computers, but the one that there's now is the wrong one. It took me ages to find the, the proper one. It'd be the first, wouldn't it? Dot com? Uh, yeah, it used to be, but the problem is the website changed and they've got... On GeoCity? Yeah, well, it used to link to GeoCities before it linked somewhere else. So what was your GeoCities one called? Well, that was it. One of them was, one of them was Magic Computers. Okay. Um, but... Once the dot com got redirected, the magic machine updated, Wayback Machine updated all the backlinking. I think it's really weird because it's not actually the right site that's there. It doesn't bring up the right site anymore. Is on the um, GeoCities. No, I know. There was Magic Computers. There was uh, Phoenix. I think Phoenix Computers was another one. CFC Computers was another one. Oh, look at this great page. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Back, oh, yeah, baby. We had everything going back then on the Aussie Tech Heads page, didn't we? We had a shop. It used to work back then. <laughs> yeah, what's new? Podcast, forum, Firefox 3 was out. Oh, special Did stuff. you do that with Notepad? <laughs> um, no, that looked like a little Joomla install. This is only 90, uh, 2000 and something. Oh, did you see Joomla had a big security update today? Oh, did they? Yeah, big hacks. Ooh, I might have to might have to update after the show then. Thanks, Jace. Oh, no, I can't, but, um, can't handle getting acting Mr. Here. Tompkinson, double OO Cities has got the archives from GeoCities, so that's where I was trying to find your thing. Oh, uh, okay. GeoCities. I'll have to go back and have a look. All right, let's keep going here. Yep. Uh, let's get rid of that. Let's go back here. Hey, my site's there. Sweet. Now you lo- you're in the tech. I know you are because you're listening to us. There's more tech shows, twenty four seven shoutcast versions, which are exactly the same as here. But uh, wraps around themselves, if you know what I mean. They play back to back, twenty four seven. Go to AussieTechRadio.com. Check out how to set it up on your phone or on your desktop. And uh, yeah, away you go. You could probably I don't know shoutcast. Can you do shoutcast in the iTunes? But why would you want to anyway? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, if you want to do it on your on your PC, you can just click on there and you, you can still do it. Click on the instructions, aussietechradio.com, shows like techwebcast.info, two boys talking tech, the geeksphere.tv, and, uh, oh, there's heaps of them. There's heaps of them. So go and uh, check them out. 
All right, now it's time. I'll have a story. This is not too not too often we get to the uh, halfway mark just about in the show, and I haven't had a haven't had a blurb myself. But look, I'll guess that's. Oh, I'll start with here. How's, how's this one go? How's this one grab yours? Sony revives the opti- optical disc with a one terabyte archival disc. So I read this and I thought, you know what? I've heard it all before. <laughs> Sony and Panasonic have teamed up to develop a successor to the Blu-ray dubbed archival disc, which, as the name suggests, it's designed for professional long-term data storage. Well, I think that I heard that when the CD was first brought out you know you could put it in the ground for a hundred years you could unearth it put it in the machine it would still work but that's they... true if it was things like the kodak gold that were actually lifetime discs but most of them weren't and people don't sort of realize that no look i've got discs that didn't even last three years that the, 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 no, the exactly. stuff came off the like the top coating came off and they were then just see through plastic discs <laughs> but anyway the archival disc is coming uh sony and panasonic said the archive disc will launch in the summer of 2015 which this is all probably northern hemisphere dates with an initial capacity of 300 gig nothing really special there oh well it's bigger than anything i know but on the double-sided discs that will grow up to 500 gigabytes and then a terabyte as the company improves data density it's not the first time someone has attempted to break the terabyte barrier no, it's not the first time. TDK announced a one terabyte Blu-ray disc back in 2010. I didn't know that. Which comprised of 32 layers, 16 on each side, when uh, with each holding 32 gig. However, the individual recording layers were more than twice the thickness permitted under the Blu-ray specification, potentially leading to read-write errors. And no one likes read-write errors, especially me. Now, Jace... Uh, what else you got? All righty. Um, Microsoft says Office for the Mac will get a refresh soon. Ooh. Microsoft Office has evolved quite a bit since the release of the new subscription-based Office 365 in early 2013, but the Mac versions remain stubbornly stuck at 2011, the year of its last major update. But Mac users shouldn't have to wait much longer for a refresh. Office for Mac will be updated this year, a Microsoft representative told German publication Computer Watch, Computer Week in English. Thurston Hübschlin, who oversees Microsoft's office in Germany, revealed the company had originally intended to release Office Mac uh, 2013, but those plans were scrapped after the company's Mac business unit was phased out. Microsoft stepping, stopped updating Office for Mac blog on Monday. However, Hübschlin said the Office team is now now has development teams for every platform that Office currently supports, including OS X. Although Microsoft's focus has been more on mobile versions of apps, highlighted recently by the launch of Office for Android SDK at the recent SharePoint conference, Office for Mac users should expect some news in spring, he said. Well, whoopee-doo, can't wait for that. Like I've got, I think I'm not a power user. I think you're only real. You'd have to be a power user, wouldn't you, to really you know, hang out for Office updates? Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Depends on, uh, yeah, if you want to read the new uh, file formats that Office 2013 then 365 is going to have, like the open Office, um, the open um, format right. like in XML, yep. uh, the old one probably can't read that. So you'd be sitting there converting it from one to the other or trying to load it in pages or sending it to Google Docs and hoping to download it from there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I thought, so what do people on the Apple on the 2011 do? They've got, they have to what, download a viewer. 
Is that what? Is oh, yeah, that... so yeah, or or converted as I was just saying, yeah. Yeah, geez, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. You please save it in Office ninety seven format. We can read that <laughs> one. Yeah, you think that? Well, in that case, like that is pretty poor that Microsoft doesn't get onto that faster. Uh, well, they'd obviously. No, but finally, now they got this um, Sachin Nadell there. I think he's going to have it on everything, you know, iPad and well, iPhone to. and everything. Yeah, you got to. Like, why would you? Why would you not? If you're going to sell a copy of it, or well, who cares what you're going to put it on? Like, I know they're, they're, you know, they're saying, well, it's going to destroy Windows, but I think Windows is, you know, it's, it's on a decline anyway. Like, people are, yeah. you don't have to have an operating system these days. You know? You're going to make the money out of subscription stuff as 365 because um, you get, I think it's five computers you can, in, three to five, three or five, I'm not sure, you can install five. your 365 on five, yeah. 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 And the office of the Mac will be one of them, so. Yeah, nice, nice work. Uh, all right, well, sticking with that sort of stuff, I've got one here just quickly. Yeah, everyone knows, well, if you don't know, you haven't been listening to the show, but the XP is dying, not being supported anymore next month about the 8th of april i think it is now apparently i didn't hear the uh, interview or the story but apparently the old, our friend good old steve gibson he is not perturbed he is sticking with the ease xp machine yeah i heard leo talking about it since he's been going <laughs> steve's crazy he says all these things i know he's crazy 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 but uh but in any case the uh if you're still on xp you want to get off well maybe this is probably going to cause you more grief than, than whatever, but maybe you could try the newly released free XP migration tool. And uh, there it is there. Microsoft has... Because they've always been so successful. <laughs> yes. And it's by Laplink, did you see? Yes. Everybody remember Laplink from back Laplink. in the day? Oh. He used to make used to have cables. A, had a Laplink cable or a null modem cable. Yeah. The null modem yeah. cables, yeah. Over there. Oh, yeah, we those. used to play uh, network games like... Uh, doom and stuff back in the day <laughs> yeah i can't remember what i use laplink for now i think i did copying files usually or printing yeah, from, sometimes yeah i was copying from computer to computer but i just can't remember now why i would have they must have been big files bigger than uh what 1.2 meg or whatever fitted on a floppy <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> oh horrendous sizes i had i had zip disks yeah oh yeah yeah i still got those 100 meg I think behind me in the cupboard, I actually have a the uh, 250 meg zip disk. Wow! <laughs> Is it still alive? You know, you know the one that from the I was going to say the one that died the second time you used the disk. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I got That's that. good because uh, some somebody had bought one of the zip drives from the um, company I was working at. I was working in computer sales at the time. And uh, they said, "Oh, we put the driver disk in the computer, and it said it had a virus on it, so we brought it back." The boss is like, well, we can't stick this back on the shelf, really, because we don't have any way of wrapping it back up. So if any of the staff want it for cheap, you can have it. So I was like, yeah, I'll have it. There's nothing wrong with it. It was just his stupid yeah. software yeah. detected well, that... <laughs> a virus when there wasn't one. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I remember, Look, I remember the zips. I had zips. I still got them. I still got the drive. Uh, I could probably still fire them up, but all the data's been copied onto the hard drives now. You don't, I don't know really why it's wasting space, but... Yeah, look, zip disks, and look, I think, what, the first, I used to go and buy a floppy disk. What were they, 360K? Mm -hmm. Was that right, 360K? The first one point, the first six and a half inch, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not... The 360, um, 360 and 720. What been the 720? And then, yeah. no, 360 and 1.2, okay. and then, well, 720 and 1.2, and the other ones were 1.4 and... 
640. Well, the one point four, the little ones. Z two hundred computer I had would format a, a normal disk to seventy eight k. <laughs> Sweet, but I just re- I just remember, yeah, these discs. I think they're I think they're either three sixty. I'm pretty sure they were the five and a quarters, three sixty k, uh, seven twenty. If you notched out the side, and I used to go up and buy them from Dick Smith for five bucks a pop when I was a kid. And I'll tell mm. you, five bucks a pop was uh expensive. <laughs> I had to yeah, save. I was good, I was good oh, friends with the local Dick Smith guy. Oh, right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well, I suppose back then, like, yeah, you know, that was a good place to hang out, wasn't it? Like, the, he, they would actually help you. You know, you'd, you'd be you, – Dick Smith used to be the – you'd go to not just to buy all your rubbish that you buy today, <clears> but just to go to, and look at, uh, you know, how to build electronic sets. You know, you get the board with yeah. all the electronic components and you could make radios or make servers and – not computers, but you know what I mean, like bells and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And yeah, and I used to make little uh, programs and put them on uh, cassette and take it in there, load it up on the VZ, and like Christmas yeah. time, it'd draw a picture of a Christmas tree and flashlights on there, and they just leave that going all day. They load it up in the morning before the customers came in and just leave my little program going. That's great. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the good old days, eh? Yes, uh, they're a long way away. <laughs> a long way away. <laughs> <coughs> lost me mouse. I, I just found uh, on U Cities my website that I had back there with the program that I'd written in Pearl. <laughs> Good old Pearl. I to go through um... your um because I was working at an ISP at the time. We need a program that would scan everyone's directories, find out who had home pages, and uh, create a web page that had a list of all of our customers' web pages on there. If you wanted to go have a look at it. No oh, yeah. Now, I actually didn't finish my story. Hang on, I better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Travis, the I tell you. I'll quickly do it and then we'll hear from Will. I think it must be his turn. Uh, yeah. So we'll go. Um... Oh, I just finished, quickly finished off my story, the XP migration tool. Hallelujah. Now, what happens is after downloading the software, or so first of all, it is supposed to copy files and settings from a Windows XP machine to a new device running 7, 8, or 8.1. Can you believe it? Uh, no. For enterprise users, Microsoft is recommending the user state migration tool. There's links in the show notes, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. To use the application, you need your old Windows XP computer and your new Windows 7. Oh, duh. After downloading the software onto the new PC and the old Windows XP computer, a step-by-step wizard guides the guides you through the process. You can opt to transfer all or selected folders, user profiles, yeah, that's really going to work, and settings from your old uh, XP computer to a new PC. The free data transfer will not migrate your applications. Personalized settings and preferences on your new PC won't be affected when you transfer the data. Now, one thing I want to point out quickly was that you have to be connected to the internet to use this. What the hell does that mean? Does that mean that all your stuff goes up and then back down? I don't know. That means they're going to scan your serial numbers to make sure it's not a crack copy, probably. Yeah, I don't know. But there's no Laplink cable, so uh, I think that's, I don't know what's (laughs) going on there. But anyway. What are you supposed to use with that Laplink cable? Well, that's right. Probably the internet. It probably uploads everything. Oh, that's what it does, yeah. yeah. It'll take about the same amount of time, actually. If you think about it, by the time you upload your hard drive and then download it to your computer, it would take about the same amount of time as copying one file from the other via Laplink cable. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Well, those uh, Applink cables, they were, oh, what was that standard? That, that, um, that old parallel sort the, of. The 9600 9, board. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Slow. Or serial, I think they had a serial version too. Had a, that's you right. You could use yes. a nine pin, a that's nine right. pin Laplink yep. cable, or you could use a DB25 pin, or you could use a parallel. That's right. Null modem cable. 
Yeah, the old Noel modems. That's right. What was the term given to the printer cable? Well, I know it was parallel, but there was another term, something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, the, the um, oh, uh, oh crikey, yeah, LPT. There was the yeah. I'll, I'll think of it in a sec. But you, you parallel. Hmm. It was some sort of standard or some sort of thing, but I'll think of it in a sec. But will you can uh, hit us with something else that you found interesting this week? <laughs> Well, rather than interesting, I'm actually having a little bit of a rant. Um, Shoppingsquare.com.au. Okay. You know, I'm sure you guys have been there, heard of it. It's one of those things. They send you deals in the mail. You get pretty cool surprises, you know. They have this mega goodie bag. Ten mystery items. Nice. Valued around $200 yeah. for 20 bucks. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, no worries. I'll give it a go. Can't be that bad. Surely, you know, at least if nothing else, it's got to be worth 20 bucks, right? Yeah. Turned up today. So I'll just quickly <laughs> run you through what was in it. Not one, but two for iPhone 4GS telephone um, tape covers. Right. Um, a two USB cigarette charger. Um, <laughs> yeah. A... Poken, just simply insert it into your USB port and click on the start button. And what does that do? That's <laughs> What's that? Probably gives you some virus thing. <laughs> right. um, an SD card holder. Yeah, um, nice. <laughs> a LED... Wait, hang on. Let me show you better. Oh, this one doesn't work. The other one come apart. <laughs> oh, there we go. An LED 240 volt... Um, yeah, because I want to plug that in. Um, light. Wow, wow. So, mate, uh, it gets better. It oh. gets better. That, that, that's you but know, wait, there's that's more. The okay, they've got to give you bad stuff. Um, I realise yeah, they've yeah. got to just fill it. You know, yeah, you got fillers. Ten AA Duracell batteries. Oh, now come on, they're all right. A inflatable beach ball. Oh, will you set? You set for summer. The, this is a tech company and. Now, I don't know how many of you guys watch the late night, uh, you know, home shopping network things. Mm, no. Nah. If you do, you would have seen the nicer Dicer. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like disco lights. <laughs> uh, it's because it, it's green, so it's playing with the green screen. But oh. yeah, it's a nicer Dicer. It's like a V slicer. Right. Um, so you like got, you eleven got, cents in China, got, and, oh, and it comes with a, uh, a greater thing. And did you ask him when the rest <laughs> of it was coming? <laughs> well, I thought okay. I ordered one, and I waited a couple of days, and I still had a few left in stock. And I thought okay, I'll order another one just because you know twenty bucks. It's got to be worth it, surely. Yeah. It's exactly the same. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> I found the uh, Pokin online too. It's an interesting thing. Pokin is a technology that uses NFC to allow the exchange of online social networking data between two keychain accessories. Each person involved in the exchange must have his or her own Pokin. Primary information exchange via the Pokin is a social business card, a digital replacement for a physical business card. By touching two devices together, a unique ID is exchanged that links to contact information on the Pokin website. There you go. Okay, I'm going to open this Pokemon. I haven't done this. I, I wasn't planning on doing this. I'm going to open this Pokemon, right? Because so if you've uh, got two really of them, you and the wife can have one each and you can exchange your social... Yeah, she'll know I mean, what websites and where to find you on Twitter. It's, <laughs> it sounds like a great idea. Now, these are obviously marketed... Uh, I'm not showing you deliberately, by the way. These are obviously marketed for businesses to use as virtual business cards. I understand that. You know, that's that's pretty cool. Um, 
So, you know, I get that they ha they're a USB interface of some description. Um, so why does it look like a monkey on LSD? <laughs> <laughs> they also got a panda bear one on, on uh, Wikipedia as an example. <laughs> um, so what exactly is their target audience? <laughs> and what what they call it? A pokin. 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 Yeah, they, so, yeah. I, hey, mate, come here. Let me poke you. Yeah. The project started out as a poker token. And then they joined it together, be poking. Oh, I just come over so, here and poking you. Yeah. yeah. Now I can. Now that I've got two of these, I can poke myself. Oh, nice! Or <laughs> something you've always wanted to do. <laughs> oh, and by the way, just in case you think getting ten Duracell Ultras is a good value, the use-by date was actually last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. Where was this shop at? Is this an Australian shop? Yeah, it's it's um, shoppingsquare.com.au. Quite a reputable place we've actually ordered we do regularly order stuff off there and yes i have already sent them an email complaining but apparently there's fifty thousand goodie bags sold across each year these bags if you missed out on the previous goodie bags this is a new and improved well if this is new and improved how crap was the old one well you know you could get so your, what exactly is in you could get your money what exactly back. is inside the goodie bag you well your... today's goodie bag is guaranteed to be bigger and better surprises with tons of cool items in our warehouse expect to receive value Maxes and mix, mixes and matches of some cool items and random. Ten items in each bag. Yes, that's ten items. Well over $200 in recommended oh. retail. Today, just $20. More value than you could poke a stick at. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got out-of-date out batteries, surely you can... Uh, you, you yeah, got the problem is they're the best thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you could, just, you could just say, I want my money back, man, and keep the batteries. They're not going to ask you to post it back, are they? Well, I'm going to, I've sent them an email. I said, hey, what the hell do you think you're playing at? If you've got thousands of items, how come I receive two boxes a week apart with the same shit? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, look, Will, that's, your rant is finished. We've, we've, got the, we've got the picture. Thanks very much. So that's a bit of a... And it's a tech company giving bloody oh. water balloons. So if you, well, take it to the cricket. <laughs> when you, so if you're, thinking about, if you're thinking about doing this $20 deal, uh, don't. Don't. Yeah, don't, don't. Wait till the States have their... Um, who is it who does it in the States? One of the massive big online retailers does it in the States. And it's like 20 bucks, And it's a, like a full-on massive big box turns up full of stuff. Yeah, Wait right. till they do it. Yeah. And you want to know it. what some other people got that they mentioned on Whingepool? What? <laughs> well, they got a big Christmas wreath, a small Christmas doll, a six, six by dinner set, Chinese-style carry bag, Aqua di Giorgio, Giorgio Armani perfume, mouse pad with a gel wrist pad, Ooh, 3D right. puzzle, Virgo crystal, piggy bank, and two AAA batteries. Two. Another one got tacky plastic Christmas wreath, Times two Asian dinner set, Taurus crystal, two triple A's, a mini sample of CK into perfume, USB wall adapter, probably the only useful thing. Some skinny green fabric Chinese style bag, not sure what I'm going to use it for, a woodcraft construction kit, and a porcelain piggy bank that was completely smashed up when it arrived. There you go, Will. What are you complaining about? You got one of the best yeah, I ones. I think I got the best one out of that. <laughs> now look... you know why it was their best goodie bag ever. <laughs> they were looking At after you. I bag out the LED lights, but I have to admit, it's a bit hard to show you, but I actually have one of these shining on my green screen, and my green screen's the best it's ever been. Yeah, so. right, that's all right. <laughs> How did you put it in? Does it just slip in? Is it a uh, bayonet? It's actually a, th it's a screw thread one, and believe it or not, my shop lights that I use for my green screen are screw thread, and I haven't had bulbs for a month because I can't find them anymore. Yeah, nice. Oh, well, there you go. 
You're a winner, Will. But You're a winner. They're like two bucks each. I found them on the on the site. They're like two bucks each. There's no way. It's actually you're probably going for false advertising because they say it's over two hundred dollars in recommended retail. Yeah, but you forget if you go through their website and add all this stuff up, it's about forty bucks. Well, you forget the hundred ninety nine dollars postage and handling. See, that's that's where <laughs> they've got you. eBay deal. <laughs> that's where they've got you. That's you what, buy that's... this thing for only five dollars plus three hundred dollars postage and handling. <laughs> that's right. Oh, <sighs> must be on eBay. All right. Look, I've just got a quick little story here, just to uh, just to uh, I don't know. Let's tidy this one up. It's quick. Google is to pay $15 for each customer referral to their Google Apps. Now, this is only available in the States and in Canada, uh, but apparently uh, that's what's going on. Now, the thing that I saw was that, uh, now this is, a, I don't know, is this a funny way that these type of things work? Like when you go, okay, you're going to give you $15 for each person you refer to us, but you're only allowed to get a maximum of 100 and then we're going to stop yeah. paying you. So I, I would yeah, have... Yeah, because otherwise, what will happen is it makes it makes it too easy for people to set up false referrals and. Yeah, but if people are still, so, if people are um, uh, buying in, you know, you're not going to get it just for the mm. first month sign up. But if they they're there for a couple of months, they're paying their fifty bucks a month or whatever they're they're paying, like fifteen bucks. I thought that was just a bit strange, but anyway, I'm sure it must work for them. So there you go. No, a lot of them do that now. Hmm, okay, fair enough. I will stand here corrected. Because the one of the uh, hosting sites we're hosting Minecraft with did that. Oh. They they gave you a referral program, but they're limited to sixty referrals, I think. Yeah, right. Anyway, all right. Now we'll just come back with what else? We'll talk about. Oh, I'll talk about my Facebook page. Eh? I better put the. Hey, somebody got a better deal than you. So, Will. Hey, what? Somebody got a better deal than you. Blue LED keychain torch, magic growing sheep, USB massage ball, USB card reader, 10 pack of CD cases, chocky bickies, omni sunscreens for your car, all in one USB hub card reader and stereo speakers, protective camera case, dynamic microphone, and an idiot's cube, which is a Rubik's cube, but all the sides got the same color. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> so much better than what you I got. Do one of those uh, videos on YouTube. Watch Will solve a Rubik's cube in five seconds. <laughs> I saw somebody programmed a robot to do it and they give it to it and in like five seconds it goes yeah but a person can do it in like five seconds so what's the point all right um uh jace let's uh what else have you got for us well, Melbourne's going to get lucky. Like uh, I've mentioned before, Sydney has had uh, free Wi-Fi in certain areas. The Victorian government will offer free Wi-Fi hotspots in the city CBD in a trial that could last up to five years with an eye to expanding the service of regional centres and tourist hotspots in the future. In partnership with the city of Melbourne, the state government is offering startup grants, access to infrastructure and in-kind contributions, such as advertising to suppliers who can present a commercially viable way to fund the initiative on an ongoing basis. Options include scaling up to premium broadband speeds and fee-based data allowances have been put forward as potential money-making models. The government has made it clear that it does not intend to fund the initiative on an ongoing basis. Melbourne Lord Mayor Robert Doyle said Wi-Fi would ideally be available at Federation Square, Burke Street Mall, the forecourt at Flinders Street Station and on the steps of Parliament House. Formal mm -hmm. expression of interest documents also add public-owned infrastructure such as hospitals, public parks, tourist hotspots, universities and public transport hubs to list of potential locations. 
But seriously, to... free Wi-Fi, how how good would it be, though? Or how fast would it be if you got... I'll tell you what, it must be big news because it actually made Channel 9... Channel 7 or Channel 9 news tonight while I was, while I was having tea. I was actually watching it. So it actually made the mainstream news. So it must be, you know, real. Must be, or a very <laughs> slow news day. <laughs> One of the two. That. Don't worry about that, NBN. We'll give you some Wi-Fi. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. Now, look, here's a um, an unfortunate change of, change of pace uh, for a story. The uh, Malaysian air flight that went down, well, supposedly went down through the week, uh, was carrying amongst you know other other people of course, but uh, twenty employees of U.S. chipmaker Freescale Semiconductor. They were passengers on the aircraft, uh, believed to have crashed. Now I think I'm pretty sure everyone knows the story, uh, but yeah. So it's just like a I just I just picked this one out because it's a lot of people from the one place. You know, like it's almost it's like losing a football team or something. It's <laughs> It's no good. Now, making a lot of processes for mobile devices. Yeah, so that's who they were after. They weren't after anyone else. They just wanted them. Yes. So the terrorists are going to get into free net processing. Okay, cool. Free yeah. uh, chip processing. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently uh, many of them travel, traveled regularly between company facilities in Tianjin, China, and Kuala Lumpur. Now, a bit about this free scale semiconductor joint, because I'd never heard of them. On the, I don't, I don't even know anything. But, uh, but anyway, just in case you are with me on this one, on the 26th of February 2013, Freescale Semiconductor announced the creation of the world's smallest by size ARM-powered chip, the Kinetis KL02, measured 1.9 by 2 millimeters and is a full microcontroller unit or MCU, meaning the chip's uh, sports a processor, RAM, ROM, clock, and I/O control unit. The chip complete. Uh, the chip competes with the Amtel MO Plus offerings, which are low-powered leaders in the industry. One application that Freescale says the chip could be used for is a is swallable computers. Now, I bet you no one's bringing many of those out yet, are they? Swallable computers. Freescale already works with a variety of health and wellness customers. Uh, both the Fitbit and Omnipod insulin pump use the Freescale chips. The new chip was on display at the uh, 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 on display at Embedded World in Numenberg last year, from the 26th of February to the 28th of February. Yeah, so that's no good. Like that was that's been a uh, terrible tragedy, and I, we still don't know where that plane is. Has anyone heard? That's still yeah. The last thing I heard, there was a guy on I think it was an oil rig or something out at sea. Said that he uh, saw that it had caught fire and was flying. It was still in one piece, but it was flying uh, downwards. Uh, he didn't see it actually crash, but he said it's gone into the ocean somewhere not far from him. The definition of flying downwards—that's like falling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Plummeting. Yeah. So terrible, terrible thing, terrible thing. But it's you can't tell me that. The American government, who we've already discussed on previous shows, owns basically well, the vast majority, or every other government except Australia owns the vast majority of satellites in space. Um, you can't tell me they couldn't watch it and go see what was actually happening. Like the Chinese government reckon they found debris, and oh no, we didn't. It's, there's nothing there. Don't worry about looking there. Mm. And so, unfortunately, that's... Google had to uh, issue a press release this week because people were looking on Google Maps and saying, hey, I can see an airplane. I reckon that's where it is. And Google says, <laughs> no, those photos were taken like months or years ago. Don't look at Google Maps for any up-to-date photos, please. <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, no, I did see that, that uh, a company was putting forth uh, crowdsourcing 
to help scale uh, current satellite imagery that this company had purchased from the government in the last couple of days. And they said they want to crowdsource people to scour through the satellite images and see if they can find anything. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what, one question I've got, actually, I don't know if anyone here would be able to answer it, but why isn't the black box ticking away? Sending out its little <laughs> Wi-Fi business. Like, well, that's well. I thought these but things. If you go down to a certain distance underwater, they don't work either. Well, I thought, but on the way down, I thought these things emitted all the time, and and only a nuclear bomb would stop them. If that. Haven't you seen Air Force One? You've just got to reach over and turn the switch off. Oh right, of course. Well, the switch must, yeah. have, must have been bumped while. Yeah. Guys in the cockpit were having a drink. No, or they, they set it up. They set it up wrong. They had it so it was turned on and it was up, and a little spring broke, so it dropped down and turned off. So, mm. now yeah. look, now look. Well, I know you've, I know you've had some grief with your online shopping, and I think uh, Warlock, <laughs> Warlock has come to the rescue, uh, sort of, because here he's got, uh, he's got a story about, well, this in this case, comparison sites. Yeah, the Competition and Consumer Watchdog says it will crack down on websites that mislead consumers when comparing services such as flights, credit cards, energy and insurance. Too late, ACCC Chairman Rod Sims said he, the comparison sites were an important marketing tool for businesses and often helped improve transparency and promote competition, but on occasion could mislead consumers in significant ways. Mm. We'll be working with the industry to improve standards around websites and we'll take enforcement action where appropriate, he said. The move, reiterated by Mr. Sims in a speech to the National Consumer Congress on Thursday, has been welcomed by Consumer Group Choice, which investigated comparison sites last year and found consumers weren't always better off. Choice found that some didn't compare all products in a certain category, only listed and compared products from companies that had paid them a sales or trading commission and often ranked results based on commercial imperatives. The crackdown follows a similar warning specific to financial comparison sites by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission in December 2012. It was first flagged by the ACCC last month. ASIC's report found some financial product providers paid to be listed and also paid for their product to be featured on comparison sites. Shock horror. Mm, but Who would have thought, hey? I would never have expected that to happen. But well, yeah, Joe, Joe uh, internet guy who's doing some surfing would have absolutely no idea. <laughs> yeah, but, but to, to what, what's the problem though? Like, so what he goes to a comparison site and he says, oh, that's, uh, you know, Bing Lee. He's got the cheapest. I'm going to go and buy from Bing Lee. Well, what's the harm? Yeah, but like I think that's the problem. Who's they... cheaper, but it doesn't get featured on the site because they haven't paid the money that Bing Lee has paid to be featured. I think the but problem it's not is not really say... an accurate trend, a comparison. Yeah, that's... I think that's the problem. I think they say that this is the cheapest price instead of saying this is the cheapest price we have to offer you. Right, right, yeah. Because I mean, who's giving us the money under the table? Yeah, because yeah. I suppose, because where I was going with the, my comment just before was, yeah, well, like, you know, it's just like, oh, mate, he, you know, he goes to the newspaper and just because Blogs Electrical doesn't advertise in the newspaper doesn't mean that they haven't got the cheapest price. Mm. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. They're, they're sort of pushing themselves as sites that are looking after you, the consumer first, mm. and giving you the best <clears throat> possible offer that you could ever get anywhere whatsoever, where in fact they've got a few curated places that'll give them money to promote their products. It's mm. essentially just advertising like those uh, 
brand power crap that they oh, have on yeah. TV that people are like, oh, brand power, they've gone to a lot of trouble to research all of these products for me. Yeah. It must be the best yeah. one that I can get. No, that company has paid brand power money to do to it. advertise. It's just an advertisement. It's not a recommendation. It's not a review. Mm. It's an advertisement. I'll <laughs> give you a real world example of that. Like I'm, as most of you regular listeners know, I'm in battery industry, car batteries, just batteries in general all sorts and shapes and types and we're conditioned to believe what the ad said so they've read a review in a camping magazine that was written by a and even says in the bottom of the camping magazine that this particular write-up was written by century batteries um you know so we get people coming and saying hey look this review says this century deep cycle battery is the best on the market can i have seven mm. and you go well no, it's the most expensive on the market. That doesn't make it the best. No. Yeah, you have to oh, take it. It says account. here that it is. Well, yeah, but did you read the bit down the bottom that says they paid for the ad? Even uh, <laughs> computer magazines where they pit like four of one particular device against the other to bring you the best one. I worked for, as I said, a sale a computer sales company. And uh, one month they decided to save a bit of money by not advertising in that magazine. Their, all of their products were listed as the worst, slowest, crappiest mm. computers that you could get. The next month they renewed their contract and suddenly they were number one again. So, Oh, that's rubbish. That. Well, we don't, Take we, everything with a grain of salt, you know. Yeah, we don't. Welcome we, to the real world. We don't, we don't want to ask what company that was you worked for, but are you able to tell us what magazine that was? What a, better not, because it was, must have been a pile of pus to be doing that anyway. How, un, how unethical. Oh, no, but they all do it. That's it's how... That's what they do. I mean, if, Very unethical. The problem is the newspapers do exactly the same thing too. Very unethical. I'm disgusted, Will. So, I'm disgusted. <laughs> if you read any of the uh, news publications that are owned by, gee, let me think, pretty much one person, um, you know, it's, it's completely impossible that there would be any bias reporting in there at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, time I want to get something, I check uh, Amazon first. Of course, there's uh, company paid reviews and stuff there. So read uh, quite a few reviews. Don't just look and go, well, there's five that say it's, you know, five out of five stars, best thing ever. But the rest of them are like three or two because those yeah. are probably the real ones. And the other if, ones have paid somebody to write a review. If they're all like three, four, yeah, okay, cool. If 90% of them are one and then there's 10 five stars, you go, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> mm. Well, that's right. All right. <coughs> all right, last one. Wow, we're full of education and learnings and stuff tonight. What's up with that? It's okay. Know. I'm about to fix that. I've got, got a story about a guy who set a world record by typing with his nose. I've got some pole dancing robots. How's that sound? Oh, it's ending <laughs> on a good note. All right. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and, the, and I've got Air P and P, and the P and P doesn't stand for plug and play. No, I think, didn't I? We did, was it on we did the... that one last week. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. We did it sometime. Because I guessed what it was, and uh, Glenn was like, you got it right. I was like, oh, I was just kidding. I didn't really think that's what it was. <laughs> All right. Well, let's... did you do the Mars, the, the Mars... Um... The Dutch entrepreneur, entrepreneur that no. wants to. Maybe you should not do that one if you can't say entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, I was reading too far ahead. We'll say that one. Yeah, you can do that. All right, we'll come back. We'll do them. We got say ten minutes, so we'll, I don't know. We'll make them work. And uh, so, well, mine are only short, so yeah, we'll make it. Doesn't matter if we just squeeze a bit out. Um, yeah. 
Yes, you know where our Facebook page is, don't you? Because it's already liked and uh, tucked away in your your like box. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. And we can show, we do show you free apps of the day just about every day from both platforms, Android and iOS. And if we if Warlock or I spy one uh, that uh, we think that's worthy of the free app of the day, we'll put it up. It's absolutely normally pay for, uh, but then today, the day that they get posted are for free. So that's on the Aussie, uh, the Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Ed. Show notes, of course, every week on the AussieTechEds.com.au forward slash podcast webpage. And you can follow us on Twitter. The show, follow the Twitter, is at Aussie Tech Eds. And uh, Will, you've got some entrepreneurial... Yes. An entrepreneurial story. Entrepreneurial, yeah. Apparently, there's a uh, apparently there's a what are we? A Dutch entrepreneur who, in 2012, plans to have a human colony living on Mars by 2025. They've got over a thousand people currently um, competing to be sent to Mars and never to return. And five of them will be releasing a video to explain why they're doing it. Uh, the video itself is quite daunting. Rather than exploring the idea of living on Mars as an adventure and the thrill of exploration, the competitors um, come to terms with the fact they'll be abandoning Earth forever. Hmm. Some have to get over the fact they'll be leaving their children, partners and family, while others regard themselves as more loners and happy to leave people behind. Um, <laughs> once you're gone, technically you are dead on Earth, says one of them, and I'm okay with that. I want to go to Mars because I will, I, it would give me another purpose of living, said another. So the general feeling between all, though, is the fact they want to make a difference in the world. The plan is to whittle the competitors down to 30 to 50 by 2015. They'll then be put through a program of training and testing, um, and, of course, via a TV reality series, and get set to ready by ready, get set and ready to leave by 2025. It'll be a f it will be a manned um, four-man vessel that's heading out to Mars, and... Um, Never coming back. So, yeah, that's uh, that's. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, that that's out there. That's out there. So, uh, what, 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 you know, what I'm you... afraid to climb a ladder. So, <laughs> so you wouldn't be. You you're not the one going up, Bill. You're, you're out. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it'd be okay if you like, you know, had stasis or something. That'd be fine. But I don't think I can handle Mars the... in Minecraft. What are you talking about? Yeah, it takes nearly as long to tell you. How can you? <laughs> how can you? Uh, how can you leave your family if you got kids and stuff? You couldn't do it. Yeah, you couldn't. Well, well, I know my family. It probably isn't that much of a stretch to be honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. for the most part, yeah. I, I, but as I say, for a lot of people who are single or who are basically effectively depressed with living on Earth, well. Mm. You go to a sparse red planet where there's nothing at all and you'll be fine. And you can hardly breathe and you'll be right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, what's the atmosphere? You can breathe on Mars, can't you? It's just very thin. It's incredible. It's, yeah, it's thin. There is there is a atmosphere. I don't, it's probably not an oxygen atmosphere. It's probably all dank and feral by now. There's mm. no trees or anything, but there is an atmosphere. Like, things don't float away, so it's not... not well, no gravity like the moon. Well, at least they got toys up there. Be able to find it's the most yeah, carbon dioxide. Find a beagle and a Voyager, and yeah, yeah. find the rovers, <laughs> and you'll be right. Yeah, now, now speaking... it could be a job. It could be service repairman. Now, <laughs> now, while we're talking about robotics, I think Warlock's got a, a robotic type of story, haven't you, Mister Roboto? Oh, 
Wow, wow. Pole dancing robots. <laughs> robots never fail to pull in the crowds and they set the scene at the official opening of the five-day showcase of what's new and uber-hot technology in the buzzing Seabit mm-hmm. halls at northern Germany city of Hanover. Robothespian, a life-size humanoid robot, delivered an articulate welcome address to guests, among them German Chancellor Angela Merkel and British Prime Minister David Cameron. Both leaders went on to shake the bionic eye limb hand that has 24 different grips, produced by prosthetics company Touch Bionics, on a joint tour of the stands from CBIT's 2014 partner country, Britain. While pole dancing robots Lexi and Tess were on hand for pure entertainment, two others, including one-year-old Roboy, which has bones and muscles, paved the way for possible future developments in medicine or even moon exploration. I can be happy, says Roboy, pulling the appropriate facial expression. I can be angry, it says, its face turning red. Resembling a small child, Roboy can move its limbs thanks to its 48 muscles, which are being further developed by the Laboratory for Artificial Intelligence of the University of Zurich and the EU research project Maya Robotics. Mm. How much money did they make? <laughs> Where do they Not put sure the money? <laughs> Where do they put all those dollar bills? <laughs> coin slot. Yeah, 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 I mean, that's probably. Right. Oh, there we go. What's that's that, Will? Like, that's there's Roboy, and all his uh, all his glory. Roboy is um, angry with you. Roboy <laughs> must kill you. You must yeah, die. Not freaky looking at all. I mean, check that out. Like that. There's no way that would freak you out. No, <laughs> that's no. But it's not very often this is said when you're talking about um, pole dancers, but I have to say that's an awfully big head you've got there. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, Did I you think see it? It was like this big, like a surveillance <laughs> camera from the NSA. Well, <laughs> exactly. not on the pole dancers. On the pole dancers. Not only while it's uh, not only while they're performing, they're actually taking everybody's identity and facial recognition while they're up there. Couldn't yeah. they? <laughs> Couldn't they? Ah, this guy likes this. I know his web history. Oh, this guy likes this according to his web history. <laughs> yes, this guy. Lo- oh, I've seen this guy before. Google Google search history, right? Yeah. Oh, they, that could never go wrong, could it? Why couldn't they give them more realistic heads? Why, why give them just an outside uh, surveillance camera? <laughs> and so when the teenagers get angry, they don't walk up to them and smack them over with a baseball bat because it won't, it won't make any difference. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Now, I think, Warlock, uh, I think you've got one more story if you want to quickly uh, run yeah, with that. Yeah, days after NSA yeah. leaker Edward Snowden set for a rare remote interview broadcast at SXSW, the new, new information leaked to his true or original trove of data indicates that the NSA implemented some of its surveillance activities by masquerading as Facebook servers. Mm. A report published by The Intercept, the news site co-founded by former Guardian journalist Glenn Greenwald, who published the original leaked Snowden documents, claimed that NSA spread malware to com- users' computers under a program called Turbine. Turbine, which was allegedly part of a larger intelligence initiative called Owning the Net. That should be been poning was reportedly able <laughs> hmm. to infiltrate 85 to 100,000 computers around the world. I guess they're running XP. According <laughs> to the documents cited in the report, the initiative includes a number of targeted operations with code names and acronyms out of a pulp spy novel. But the one that likely raised the most eyebrows, called Quantum Hand, allegedly used Facebook to gain access to computers around the globe. In the report, the Intercept details what it claims are the method, methods the NSA used to exclude, execute the exploit. When a target attempts to log into the social media site, the NSA transmits malicious data packets that trick the target's computer into thinking they are being sent from the real Facebook. 
by concealing its malware within what looks like an ordinary Facebook page, the NSA is able to hack into the target computer and covertly siphon out data from its hard drive. Oh, that's so it. they'll have all those pictures of kittens and stuff. That you've so got. what you're trying to tell me is the government is sneaky and unhanded, right? <gasps> Another shock yeah. horror. That's yeah, we're tonight. full of revelations. Full of re- revelations tonight. Well, full of something tonight. But it's, um, but it's for all the. It's for the wider betterment of society. Yeah, that's the party line. That's it. <laughs> all right, Will. What have you got to? You got anything to close off with? I, I got a just a, a interesting little. Uh, why it's more of a why would you bother story? But anyway, <laughs> I um, know no, this guy is not bound and gagged and being sick at his computer. He has actually set the world record for typing a sentence with his nose. Oh my god! Um, he used his nose to write a 103 character sentence in 47 seconds. The 23-year-old man from India previously previously been in the Guinness Book of Records for typing the entire English alphabet using his fingers in 3.43 seconds, but decided to show off his flair by by trying with his hands tied behind his back and using his nose to type out a sentence. Guinness asked him to write, Guinness World Records has challenged me to type this sentence using my nose in the fastest time. Now, just as a, a challenge, just type that. Guinness World Records has challenged me to type this sentence using my nose in the fastest time. <laughs> me not being a fantastic typer, I can't type that in 47 seconds <laughs> using my hands. There you go. He practiced typing this way for six hours every day. That's why he managed to beat the previous record set by a Saudi uh, Arabian, that reads wrong, who did the same feet in one minute and 33 seconds so he beat it by what did he beat it by well, he did um, the, nearly he did, half the time he did the same with his feet <laughs> did you say no he, <laughs> same. he did the, the same, same feet, feet. <laughs> you got, oh, did, did he, he used the other guy's feet to type it was the same feet, <laughs> feet so basically he says that he typed with one eye closed because otherwise you can't see the keys properly and because your vision goes funky so mm. um I would love to see how you're supposed to punctuate that sentence. So that could be a challenge. But um, I, I heard, yeah. <laughs> I heard he got his inspiration from his Christmas gift. That he. one. That's hilarious. My grandmother had one of those when I was growing up. I used to sit there for hours and watch it when I was a little kid. So I actually were... bought one of those the other day. Oh well, the other day, like six months ago. Twenty and years have ago. Have you ever seen that Simpsons episode where Why? he puts it on the Why? keyboard to type? Why? And then he comes home and the bird's dead because it's fallen over. Yes. Well, I actually had exactly the same problem. I set it going and then I come home and here it was. Water spills (laughs) everywhere, glass over on its side. (laughs) Now, what we're talking about for those who aren't on the video is one of those dunking birds, you know, that just goes dunk, dunk, (laughs) dunk. (laughs) One of those fellas. All right, we've we've come to the end of the show. Uh, Thanks, Will, for that enlightening story of the guy with his nose. I I couldn't imagine just watching him practice all that sort of stuff at home. Yeah, he obviously thought oh, he was. He I'm just trying to, a I mean, that's, that's an unusual place to have a callus. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? And it was better. Maybe it's better than having a brown nose. But yeah, you know, who well, knows? Well, you, you wouldn't know though, would you? No. Now he's. Got, <laughs> what else does he type with? Well, this, this is the question based Elbow? to be answered. <laughs> yeah. Now look, oh, Centronics two three two. Is that the other word for the cable we were looking for? I think that's the one I was looking for. Is that is that right? Centronics two thirty two. Or something two three two. 
Is that the word? It's RS232. But it's Centronics RS232. Might have been. All right. That's it. So I thought the Centronics cable was the ribbon cable that Apple used. Oh, I don't know. They were RS232 be a serial thing. Yeah. I think the RS232 is what I was after. I think so. But anyway, we'll debate this after the show in depth because it's such an exciting thing. See, if you're watching live, you could watch us have a debate. That's After right. the show, live. Yes. yes. But you're not, so you can't. So, yeah. Well, and, and look, each week, each week, Will wins. He has been crowned the master debater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where I put that crown. I was wondering about that. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. We're out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading on the podcast. Thanks to the lounge for coming in live to watch us record live. And thanks to uh, anyone that listens to us on the Phase FM radio network around regional Australia. We love it. We love yous all. So until next time we meet, stay happy. You hope your favourite team win, like the Sharks. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>